Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Amen. Thank you, Brother Danny. Praise the Lord, everybody. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. He's been good to every single one of us today. Lord, you are so good. You are so mighty. And we praise you, Lord, for who you are. I'm so glad I know what his name is today. Would you shout the name of Jesus? Amen, amen. If you would grab your Bibles today and turn to the book of Psalms chapter 40. Psalms chapter 40. I will be taking my text from there today. And excited about the Christmas cantata that follows this. And they tell me. They tell me that there's food in the foyer. That's always good news, isn't it? And so following this will be food and fellowship in the foyer, celebrating the the season, and so we want you to participate in that. And uh, it's good to have our guests today with us from Arkansas, Kylie and Lily. Would you welcome them? We're so glad that they are here today. Amen. And Brother Noe Berrientos is here. We're so glad that he's here. We welcome him. Praise God. So thankful for Brother Noe. And um, appreciate all the work that he has done in Guatemala. Can you say amen? The, the book of Psalms chapter 40, this has been on my mind for, for maybe a week, what I'm going to teach you today. And um, it's a very familiar portion of scripture. And uh, let's, let's read from, from Psalms uh, 40 verse 1. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Verse 2 says, He brought me up also out of an horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. Everybody say, He brought me out. Anybody in this room glad that He brought you out? He brought me out. Amen, amen, amen. I want you to to lift your hands and just begin to thank the Lord for His goodness. Lord, we love you today. We thank you, God, for your goodness and your power, your strength and your love. Oh, God, without you, where would we be? Oh, God, we need you right now. We're so thankful for the power of your Spirit, oh, God, that is in this room, your presence that we feel right now. In Jesus' name, and everybody says amen. God bless you. You may be seated. So good to have Brother and Sister Tackett back with us from Florida as well. So glad they're home. In Psalms 40, a, a, a portion of scripture that I have heard all of my life, it, it, he says he brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and shall trust in the Lord. Blessed is that man that maketh the Lord his trust and respecteth not the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. It, it appears that the miracle of the being brought out and the cleaning up is going to be so great that anybody that knows your story is going to know 
that God has worked in your life. One of the ways that they would, would hold somebody or put somebody in punishment was they would throw them into a pit that they could not get out of. A pit in those days would have been like a dug well with no water in it except a little bit at the bottom, just enough to, to keep you stuck. At the bottom of that pit would be a, a miry clay that when you would sink up to it, you, you could not get out. You were stuck in that. And uh, uh, I remember growing up in North Carolina, I was there for one year. I remember there was a field behind the house that my brother and I would play in. And, and when it would rain, that old red, it was, it, it was like a red clay. And uh, in, near Winston-Salem, North Carolina, and uh, it was like a red type of clay that you'd be in. And, and we would play as boys would. And you know how it is. I don't know how it was when y'all came home as a kid. But my dad stand there with a water hose and said, Boy, you're not going in the house like that. Spray us down from top to bottom with a water hose. We'd have mud from here down. And uh, our shoes, mud, spray off of them with a water hose. And I remember one day the mud that we got in, I got stuck. I started sinking down into that clay. Finally, when I pulled my legs out, my shoes stayed. They're still there. Yeah, I never did find those shoes. This clay that I'm talking about, this mud that they would have been sunk down in, you couldn't have got out of it on your own. You were placed there. It reminds me of Joseph when his brothers threw him down in a pit. He was... He was he was betrayed by his own family and placed in a pit. And the, and the story right here, he says, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. There are moments in our life that we feel that we have been sunk into a pit. We don't know how we're going to get out of the situation. But something I have taught even recently, probably week after week at moments that in my distress, I called upon the Lord and he heard me. Can I tell you, God hears you when you pray. God hears you when you call upon his name. There's no pit too deep. There's no pit too wrong that God cannot pick you up out of it. It doesn't matter how messy it is, how long you've been there. Can I tell you, I patiently waited on him. And guess what he did? He brought me up also out of a horrible pit and out of the miry clay. Somebody shout, he brought me out. People sometimes live miserably stuck in situations of life. One of the things I could hear when I was, when I was meditating upon this is from Zechariah chapter 13. Speaking of the Lord, and some commentators believe this is, this is actually talking about the cross as well. Talking about being betrayed. Talking about... Jesus coming out of hell, being brought out of the pit. Some believe that. I, I have never thought of that myself, but certainly this pertains to us, situations that we are put in. Do you know that the Bible tells us that Jesus was wounded in the house of his friends? Talks about the pierced hands that he had in a world of, of where he should have been loved. He did nothing wrong. But in the house of his friends, he was betrayed even by one of his own disciples. And I feel this even here today, that there are some pits that you will fall into yourself. 
The Bible says, he that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. I can't tell you how many times I've met people that dug their own grave, pretty much. They got themselves in their own situation. The way of the transgressor is hard. You knew better, but you did it anyhow. You knew you shouldn't go there, but you went anyhow. You knew you shouldn't have taken to that, but you went anyhow. You should, knew you shouldn't have gotten that relationship, but you did anyhow. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. How many know it's true? Some of you were brought out of the pit that you dug. It's just true. I mean, no, it's right. You, you made the mess. You got in the mess. But I'm glad to tell you, he came to save us from our sins. If you dug the pit, you caught upon him, he still reached and brought you out of the pit that you put yourself in. I mean, no, he's a merciful, great God. Somebody shout, he's merciful. And God gives us holiness and righteousness. And I see Brother and Sister Wagner here today. We're so glad that they're here. I want them to stand. We're so glad they're here. We honor them today. Amen. We're so thankful they're here. I know Sister Wagner has written a lot of books, and we're so thankful for her, her teachings and even my, my family on holiness. We appreciate that. Holiness isn't, isn't something that keeps us. It, it, it's, holiness is not, is not something that keeps us from more things of of, of liberties. Holiness is not boundaries. Holiness is, is, is uh, um, it's not bondage, excuse me. It is boundaries to keep us from getting in messes. Holiness is, is righteousness to us, that it keeps us from going to places we shouldn't go. And how many of you, when you got older, you thought, man, mom and dad were smart. You thought pastor was right. The word of God is true. How many backsliders have I seen come back to the Lord and they say, I wish I'd have never left. I wish I'd have never went there. It wasn't worth it because they got themselves into a mess. Today, I'd like to emphasize a, a particular pit. It's a pit that someone you cared for threw you in. It's a pit that someone you trusted, it, they placed you in there. You didn't see it coming. It should have never happened, but you trusted them. You you, you, you admired them. You, you, never, you never thought that they would do this to you, but they placed you in a pit like Joseph was placed into a pit by his own brothers. Jealousy was in their heart. He had the favor of his father upon him. He wore the coat. He was in show, even showing up to see that they were doing their own job. And when he got there, they were, they were, they were angry with him. I have over the years seen people that, that they could get over things that they got into. They could blame themselves. It was my fault. I made this mess and God brought me out and I'm so thankful for it. But I've learned over the years the pits that people put you into will cause distrust on your life with people that you should be trusting you no longer have trust for. And when you see the story of Joseph unfold and I'll... I'll hit it very briefly today. But when Joseph was placed in the pit, if you will, for a moment, climb into the pit with me and look up from the hole, from the bottom of that dug well with muck, mire, dirt. It's not a cleaned area. It is, it's miry clay. Your, your feet are stuck. It's, it's, it's wet. It's, it, it stinks. It's, it's a mess. It's muddy. From there, you look up. And you can see your brothers looking into that pit where you are. And what I'm saying, kill him. Let's just kill him. 
And uh, Judah said, let's not, let's not kill him. Uh, let's, let's just sell him. Let's just sell him to the, 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 the train that's going into Egypt. Let's, let's not kill him. Let's not kill Joseph. Let's sell him and, and get rid of him. And one of them said, we'll just tell dad that he died and we'll tear his garment. They were glad to tear that garment. How many know they were glad to tear the garment that he wore? Put blood on it from a, from a goat and make it look like he got killed by a lion. And uh, eventually they, they pulled him out of that and sent him on his way and telling their father, they're telling their, their, their father um, that he is, he is, he's been killed. I, I want you to understand today that if you could take snapshots of picture scenes from the Bible, one of the saddest would have been when he is being carried away, being sold to the enemy. When he looks over his shoulder, his brothers are just sitting there looking at him leave. Nobody, nobody, nobody stops it. He's, he's on his way. Can I say today it, it looked terrible situation. For years he had to think about the betrayal of people that should have loved him and cared for him. And uh, there are people that I pastor, even under the sound of my voice, that there's been moments in your life that somebody should have helped you, but instead they put you in a pit and didn't do right in your world, intentionally or even unintentionally. And uh, you waited, you waited for somebody to get you out of that mess that somebody else put you in. Can I say to you today, there is no doubt that Joseph called on the name of the Lord. Can I say to you, he didn't die in that pit. What looked like betrayal was God removing him from the pit. And God was going to work in his way, in his life, in such a way that there was going to be no residue of that moment. Oh, I feel the Lord in here right now. Because Joseph is going to go do such amazing things that it is going to reflect in his life that he was going to deliver the men that put him in the pit. The pit's not going to hold him back. The pit's going to cause him to become not only delivered, but a deliverer. Somebody say amen. I, uh, I, I look later when you begin to study the story of Joseph as Joseph becomes second in the command of, of Israel. You can, you, you, can, you can read through this in Psalms. It talks about how he became the Lord of the ruler's house. He became, how many know, he became the leader of all of Egypt. The, the weight of the entire world, the deliverance of an entire world is in Joseph's hand. He's one that needed delivered from the pit. He shows up good and happy and great. He's cast into a muck and mire pit that he can't get out of. There's no doubt, oh God, when he can hear the brothers talking about murdering him and just killing him there, that, that, that he would have called on the Lord. But not only did God bring him out of that pit, what seemingly was being sold and betrayed, was sending him to a place that he could later, later, later bring deliverance to those that were against him. Long story short, because we don't have a lot of time here today, but you will find later in years that Joseph is the king and hungry brothers show up from Canaan land. Let me know that. 
his father. Father said, go to, go to Egypt. I hear there's corn there. And uh, when they get to Egypt, and there's corn in Egypt, and they get in contact with, 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 with Joseph, and, and uh, uh, he brings them back in the banquet house. Not on the first trip, but on the second trip, he takes five times as much food and places it in front of the youngest brother because he knows what it's like to be the youngest brother. Because since he's been gone, Benjamin's been born. Five times as much food and places it on his plate and sets back discreetly to see if his brothers had the same attitude they had toward the young brother like they did when he was young. Because he was going to see if they would come against him or they could celebrate with him. And if they could celebrate with him, then he knew they weren't the same way they were when they threw him in the pit. But if they could not celebrate with the youngest brother on having more than them, he knew they are the same condition they were when they threw him in the pit. I mean, no jealousy can be real. I mean, no, it can. Not everybody's going to be happy about your successes. Not everybody's going to be happy about the favor of God in your life. I want to be able to celebrate with people when they get blessed. How about you? I want to be able to celebrate with people when God blesses them. And so you know what he does to make his point? He arrests Benjamin. And he's going to throw Benjamin in prison just to see how they would respond. He's going to throw him in the pit, if you will. He's, he's, he's arresting him. They have no clue that the person that's communicating to them is the guy they threw in the pit because he's talking to them in the Egyptian language, but he understands Hebrew very clearly. Are y'all with me? I'm talking about the same guy that was in the pit is now in royal apparel, the Egyptian attire. He's got the outfit of a king and a ruler. They are terrified of him. Matter of fact, they bow to him because of his authority in the world. And when he said, take the lad and put him in prison, Judah steps up. The same voice that said, let's not kill Joseph. Let's let him live. Steps up and he says, he says, oh, oh, he said, let the lad go. You know what he was saying? Let the lad be free. Don't let Benjamin be put in the pit. Don't let, don't let my little brother be put in this situation. And the Bible says that when Judah spoke up, and he said, let the lad go. It was at this moment that Joseph could no longer keep himself hidden from who he was to them. He reaches up and takes off the helmet and says to them, I am Joseph. Can I say to you, you will never truly reach revelation of who God is. Until you can put others before you. When he saw he was willing to prefer his brother, he said, I'm going to reveal to you who I am. If you want God to reveal himself to you, you've got to be willing, amen, to let people around you that are younger than you or, or your brother, your sister, you've got to be willing to let them be celebrated. You've got to be willing to let them be free. You've got to be willing to have others around you to have more than you and you not be jealous and angry and envious of what they have. Can you say amen? Praise God. 
When somebody else wins, it doesn't mean you lose. Come on. And when somebody else loses, it doesn't make you greater. If one of us suffer, we all suffer. But if one of us win, we all win. Somebody shout, we all win. And I'd like to take just a couple minutes here to tell you that Joseph had no residue of the pit upon him. If he would have had residue, the miry clay from the pit on his life, if he was still living in the muck of what they did to him, he'd have had vengeance in his heart that day. But he allowed God to not only bring him out of the horrible pit, but he allowed him to bring him out of the miry clay. I'm not going to have any dirt in my life over the abuse of yesterday. I'm not going to have any dirt in my life of what I went through yesterday. Oh no, I'm not going to let what somebody did to me in my youth keep me from the greatness of tomorrow. So when God brings those people back into my life, I will not have envy, I will not have hate, I will not have hurt, I will not have vengeance, I will have love, I will have deliverance. Can you say amen? Truth of the matter is, if we've never been wounded, we would never have compassion. If we've never been through a situation, we would never be merciful. Could you imagine if I was a perfect person trying to pastor all of you? Could you imagine being a pastor? I'll just put it on your, put it on your, on your seat. Could you imagine being a parent that's never made a mistake all your life and having children? You would be compassionless. But every now and then you're reminded, yeah, I had to grow up. Yep, I did the same thing. Am I right or wrong? If we never had the pit in our life. I, I, hear, I hear Jonah was a pit that God created for him because he was going the wrong direction. He said, from the belly of hell cried I. And he heard me. And I feel in this room today that many of you have had situations in your life, some you caused, some other caused, and maybe some, thank God, in a backslidden state that God caused to get our attention to bring us back. But in every case, when you called upon the Lord, He heard you. Somebody say, He heard me. The three Hebrew children were thrown into a fiery furnace, and that was a fiery pit, a fiery furnace. When they threw them in, they were delivered. Everybody say, God delivered them. And when God delivered them, the Bible tells us that they were not only not touched by the fire, you couldn't even smell the smoke on them. Look at your neighbor and say, you don't smell like smoke. And you don't smell like mud. Amen. Let's stand to our feet. Lord, the Lord knows what pits you were in. How I many of you were ever in a pit that God had to bring you out? We used to sing in church, He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my soul today, a song of praise. Hallelujah. He said He put a song in my heart. You cannot live in the pit of yesterday 
I wonder sometimes if people grabbed a ball of mud from the pit and put it in their pocket and they sit on the shelf and say, yeah, that's, where, that's what God brought me out of. Truth of the matter is, you're living in the pain of the pit 20 years later. You're living in the, the, the pain of the abuse 20 years later. You're living in the pain of the betrayal 10, 15 years later. I'm telling you today in the Holy Ghost, God will not only bring you out of the pit, He'll bring you out of the miry clay. Out of it. Not one drop of dirt of yesterday. The Bible tells us that if we confess our sins in John 1, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us. Somebody say cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It's unrighteous to carry the mud of your betrayals of yesterday. It's wrong to carry the distrust of something that happened 20 years ago, 5 years ago, 10 years ago. It's not the will of God to have residue of the pit in your life. It's just the truth. When God brings you out of a pit, just like the three Hebrew children, He removes any evidence you were ever there. You could have walked up to the three Hebrew children, there weren't singed hairs. You could have smelled their coats. They didn't smell like what they had been through. I'm telling you today as your pastor, there's got to be a moment that you quit living in what you went through. Well, I could, but this is what happened to me yesterday and you talk about it and talk about it and talk about it. The truth of the matter is you still smell in the smoke or the fire. You still smell, you ever smell just mud? Stinks. Old muck at the bottom of that. I remember my dad cleaned out a well one time. He, he, he crawled down the well and it had filled up with mud. And he was putting stuff in it. There was all kinds of trash come out of that. I don't want to smell what I, like what I went through. I want God to take me to a place of authority. Cleanliness. I don't have anything in me. That's not, not, not related to, that, that's not like him. I'll, if you study it, Joseph and Jesus are parallel characters in the Bible. That's, a, that's the fact. And you know what? They both flourished because they didn't live in the pain of yesterday. You know what I think you got to do? I think you got to leave the pit where it belongs and say, I'm out of the pit. God's got something better for me. I'm not holding anything against anybody. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm preaching to you what I feel in my spirit. Amen. You got to realize that God preserved you and people do change. People do change. The person that did that, if they had the opportunity today, they wouldn't. They'd say, let the lad go. Let him go free. Put me in prison instead. Throw me into the prison because people change over time. And you know what? There's going to be a moment those that were against you, if you get the pit out of you, you get the dirt out of you, you're going to be able to be a deliverer to the people that once were hurting you. Can you say amen? I feel anointing in this building. I feel the power of God. Would you lift your hands and say, Lord, let me be what you want me to be. 
God, let me become what you want me to become. Let me say the thing that you would have me to say. For you are a healer. You are a mighty God. You are worthy of the praise. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Lord, thank you for bringing us out. Thank you for bringing us out. I bury the past in yesterday. I'm embracing the future today. I'm going to be healed in my emotions. Come on, pray this. I'm going to be healed in my emotions. There will be no envy in me. God, remove any vengeance from me. Baptize me and cleanse me with, with the spirit of forgiveness and love. I want to be free in Jesus' name. Oh, clap your hands again. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.